Hey everyone, so welcome to Living Audaciously with TV. Like after a very long while, um, we're back with yet another episode, and this time around we have a guest on the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um, we're just going to have fun. So <laughs> sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this fireside uh, chat with the guy so i think um what we're going to talk about is the problems that we face as millennials right now young people um i think first of all it would be great for my guest to introduce himself who are you what do you do and um yeah i just overall give us a a, a version and are you do you consider yourself a, a, a millennial Hi, Tibi. Hi, and hi to your viewers and listeners. Uh, my name is Marlon Mav Malatid Rita, and I work at the World Bank. Uh, <laughs> why are you still up? No, sister, why no you... I'm not. Are you laughing? I'm not laughing. Is it my name? Is it I, that bad? I feel like your name is... Is that your real name, or is it like your... Your... I don't know. Is it like your name? name? That's my real name. That's my real name. Malema of Malete It's my new name. Oh. Yeah, it's a very nice name. Uh, I heard that my father is the one who named me that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's very unique, honestly. I know. Yeah. So. So you're from Zambia. You are. Oh, you're from Zambia. He was from Zambia. Oh, he was from Zambia. (laughs) I remember so too. I've always told you though. Like, didn't I always have like that knowing feeling? Like, always telling you. (laughs) <laughs> okay so um tell us um have you ever heard of uh millennials millennials do you, do you millennial yeah millennials are people who are considered to be born between around 1983 to like the late 90s like i was born in 1994 okay so you are I, a millennial unfortunately uh, due to my maturity, I don't consider myself a millennial. Why is it so? Because I I act with accordance with people born before. When? Born before when? Before 1990. Let's say before. So that's why I'm saying that millennials are people who are born between 1982. Did you say? Did you? Did you say 19? Yes, I you did. Said 1990. I did. You said 1993. No. Okay, fine. I consider myself. Uh, in accordance with people born before 1982. Mm, how about that? Yes, so I said you are a millennial then. You are, I said millennials okay, I, I be, are I people am. who are born between 1983 okay, and... Yes. So you are, you are a millennial. I am. Okay, so as a millennial, millennials have often been accused of being self-absorbed, selfish, um people who really want um immediate uh gratification you know like mm-hmm. always like aiming to get things right now you know how young people are you want the success right now you're always talking about you want to impact the world Madame, but then you don't even want to start from the most bottom importantly, most importantly, so would you say that is true it's true and most importantly you want to get rich yes in the next hour yes like now let's say it's, what time is it now is it four for yeah. 
in the next hour that would be like uh, 5.43 right yes so I want to be rich by then I want to be a millionaire I'm thinking of how I can be a millionaire the next uh, the next door so would you say that mentality is a huge problem for millennials it's not it actually what uh, it, it tries for young people to push to be better people to you be know, better people, people who want to who want to achieve more so millennials I'll say it's, it's, they are people with drive you know but this they, they want to see themselves far. far i do i do get that exactly. but then the problem i think lies where they want to see themselves getting far but very fast because i think there are no shortcuts in life would you agree they are shortcuts they oh. are shortcuts in life you just need to be smart and strategic you can't take a shortcut to let's say to dubai of course that's that's but we're talking about career-wise as well, exactly. and also building a business. Would you say that immediately, like you're going, your business is going to boom and get like uh, customers, a loyal fan base, and all that within like a few months of starting? I, 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 because that's the problem with millennials. They they want the the shortcuts. They want the million to be millionaires without working hard for it. They want to arrive at a large corporate uh, or a, a multinational organization like the World Bank and then find themselves in high positions. And that's a problem. You have to start from the bottom. I started from the bottom. And every time I tell them, this is where you start, they don't listen. You know? So now you're contradicting yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not contradicting myself. I was just there going to tell you more. Okay? Yes, they want to be like me. It is true. But unfortunately, they cannot because they're on the they're on fast food at maybe on track five or six, you know. While I'm still on one or two, you know. I, I hope you understand. Anyway, what I'm saying is that these young people, they cannot. They cannot be like me because myself, I started from the very very young age to be where I am. When did you start? I started at the age of 14, 15. That's when I started becoming a more sensible person. I started working on different projects. At 14? At 14. I was still in like high school. But trust me, I had so much. What were you doing? For an example, me and my friend, we liked IT a lot. Okay, so we started fixing like laptops, phones, and all that. Learning about the the softwares, the interior designs of the computers, you know, cell phones, and all that. Mm. We were young, but then again, we didn't know we had we had it all coming up, you know. Mm. It was just us doing that. So, what, so what I'm saying is that we 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 what I want to say we made a lot of money at a very young age. Mm. But then again, we gave up trying to refocus our life maybe somewhere else into our studies, maybe. So, you guys really like developed work ethics from that young age. Exactly. That's, that's, exactly that's, when, that's when you can see exactly where you are. That's when you okay. can develop. But if you're going to try at the age of 30, madam, of 35, 40, let's say 40, I'm thinking, yes, that. So, <laughs> you, can, you cannot, you know, you cannot achieve much at that age you're old already so you you think that like you said at the beginning of our conversation that you don't think that the fact that young people millennials in particular want to achieve more they want instant gratification they want what you don't think it's a problem the only problem that you're seeing is that they should know that um you have to put in the work prior so okay as a young millennial well how have you 
how has it been like uh, finding yourself in the career wise like finding yourself working for a big you know a big organization like the world bank i mean like mm-hmm. a lot of people are always like overwhelmed like okay i don't know how to get to the un i don't know how to get to the world bank i mean it's very you know scary and a lot of people aspire to get to such positions and i mean not just positions but to get into such organizations as a whole yeah. so especially i think the problem that we face as, as young people aspiring to those is that we don't put in the work to actually like work our way towards there and we are scared to like even apply to positions there because i remember one time i was having a conversation with you offline where i was talking about the fact that sometimes i see positions that are advertised <laughs> from the un and you know that's like my dream job <laughs> and then i said that i have a problem usually or even applying the mere thought of applying i'm always like i don't think i deserve to qualify like you know so how did you work with that if if at all you even had that mindset because i'm saying like some of us usually feel like um i don't know if it's a matter of self a low self-esteem or it's a matter of of feeling like we don't really qualify because we don't have like the relevant skills or the relevant years because for instance the conversation i was having with you one time was if i see a position that says that it wants somebody with like 8 years of experience and i only have like 4 or 5 years i want to apply to that position or nothing at all or nothing at all like yeah. because it's it's very hard yeah so how how did you break free from that like did you have the experience that was needed you know to get into those spaces because it's very scary okay madam thank you very much for that question reinforcing it with this discussion is very important for the young people of course who are listening so i would say that to the young people at first yes i was scared like most of the people like you okay i like very scared i wouldn't even try no i wouldn't mm. but then again uh i remembered something uh from one counseling session that i once had uh with our social worker and uh and she was like Malibu, first you need to understand where you're coming from, where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Then later, you first have to understand where you are at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. And that will take you to where you're going. Even when you get there, yeah, always remember where you're from. So life has been rough for me, but my background has been rough. Not literally rough, but it was rough. the fact that i had nothing i had no family had all i had to live in the north nation like you know things like that mm-hmm. but again i grew up into it and i'm here you know mm-hmm. uh so all i'm saying is that for young people do not be scared Susan. you cannot be scared just because at the position uh maybe the advertise post saying uh 5 to 10 ex- uh, years of experience and uh you must have a certain qualification may not say masters or deep phd maybe you know do not be scared not so many people have those and probably not so many people would would, would apply with such qualification so apply find yourself apply so with myself i did not uh, actually wait for the post to be advertised mm. you know i called the world bank hi hello i've heard about your project so and so and so and as a young man i'm working towards 
this and so forth and so on, which are very much related to your projects that you're doing. Mm. I think with the with the skills and expertise that I have into working with such projects, I could play and add value to your organization. Mm. Yeah, that's that's you know. And two minutes, I was like a phone call. Someone called me from the World Bank. But we received your email. Uh, you were requesting to meet up with our country rep. Uh, we have scheduled a meeting with you for was it like for 10, 30 a.m. something like that. But then, but then, at first, what was going through your mind? Because it's very scary. I think a lot of yes, us, a lot of us, are scared of rejection. <laughs> I won't lie. Like I've, I've been there. I've been, I've been there where I'm one of the people who are really like scared to even take actions because I'm scared of rejection. You the know. One thing, Susan, so you what did know. you do to overcome that? The one thing you should know, madam, when you want to be, is that the, uh, okay? Let me just say. We all have uh, our fears, and they're all based on certain things, right? Mm-hmm. But what's important is think about those fears, like Ferrari. Okay, are they going to build you? Are they going to benefit you? Are they going to help you as a person? You know things like that, are they? And you realize that no, even if I get the rejection, nothing is going to help me. Those people don't even know me, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but if you literally like just go there, so what actually happened to my father was like, you know what? I'm working. Yes, it's fine. I'm working. I'm still there attached, working with DHL and just at the same time doing this and this. It's not. It's mm. not. It's not helping. You know. It's yeah. Not, it's not enough. I need more experience. I need to. I need what? I need more challenges. A new mm. skill set, you know. So I thought to myself, you know what? Let me just challenge myself. Let me go to the UNDP. Let me go to UNICEF. Let me go to WF. Let me go everywhere. So I there had a list of companies and organizations that I'd like to work to. I, I would like to work at. So I was there just sending applications, then making follow-ups with a phone call. Hello, my name is Malay, but this is, uh, and I would like to make uh, to make a follow-up on the application that I just sent. Did you did you receive it? Thank you. Uh, let me make a follow-up again next week just to hear about it. So let me get this clear. You are applying to positions that are not even advertised. They are not advertised. <laughs> they are not advertised. Wow. You know okay. what I thought to myself? When you when you apply to a position that is advertised, you're going due to, apply to with due to high people. unemployment rate, yeah. everyone is going to apply. So it yeah. will be like 5,000, 600,000 posts. People yeah. applying to just one post. One post yeah. You know? Mm. And... We still have those people who have connections, those people who pay money just to get everything they have. Okay, they people mm. have money. Of course, they mm. just give you five hundred thousand to take your HR and your management or the recruiting team. Maybe just give them all fifty thousand, fifty thousand, and they get a job. Mm-hmm. The people of money, they do that a lot. Yeah, they but do. Hey, they do, especially in our country. Exactly. Yeah. There's too much corruption. So I was just like, you know what? Let me not apply for advertised position let me just give these people and sell myself let me tell them about me mm. let me tell them you know i was actually making a research of every company organization i was applying to hi okay i would go to the internet what what is that mission vision what did they work with what is the current project uh let me see the general anything that is published on the internet that i would like to learn about you know yeah so i made a start onto that then when i write my uh maybe my uh what we call the application sending it to that to them i would be very 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 picky at what they do you know mm. i would even uh i would even what merge my application with their 
uh, target goals for that very same year. Mm. So at least they will have some interest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you're going to say I'm waiting for, for them to uh, maybe to, to bring out a, a pose, madam will say, you're wasting your time. <laughs> Just tell them this is what I can do. Go sell yeah, yourself. This is what Probably I can, yeah. they, they have a post and it is not advertised yet. Mm. They have a gap, you know, like we still need someone who can run our uh, what resource management whatsoever. But do we have enough resources to take care of those people? For yeah, that person? I, I, I speak into what you've just said. I know this. Um, I remember listening to one guy who was saying that, you know, some of the things that you can do as a young person when you are unemployed is to, if you have your eye on a certain organization, you have to like look at what they do, mm-hmm. look at their gaps, mm-hmm. their strengths and everything. And then you you actually type up something like it's sort of like a proposal, you know, that really tries to say, this is how I'm going to come and add and solve your weaknesses. You know, I'm going to add to this values. So and so, listing them up. Nobody can say no to that. You know, like it's going to like... Oh my God! When you know those kind of yeah. things, so I do think it's 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 a very um, important fact that yeah. you're highlighting and right also, now. And also, it's very it's also very important to also uh, like find out that what's the gap, what's the current yeah. uh, mm. struggles and weaknesses. Mm. Yeah, that particular moment, exactly. you find that in a certain organization, what well, what is uh, maybe that problem is procurement. Yeah. So if you have some sort of uh, maybe a little skills, bit of skills yeah, in procurement, just tell them. Mm true that i'm also realizing that uh you people have been struggling with procurement issues for a very short time maybe long, t- long period of time let me pitch in let me help you how to take mm-hmm. care of that mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come in as a as, as a as a what as a replacement or as a short term uh or a consultant maybe just just for you know just yeah. for a, a month two or three yeah you know that. to also gain experience uh-huh. tell them you don't need don't you know you also what one young, young people do they always mention money Mm. You know, even if, if someone just come to the World Bank, hi, I'm here to the application. Uh, do you guys offer internship? If you say yes, yes, so how much are they paying? Excuse me, do you want experience or money? <laughs> you know? Yeah, sometimes you have to go through journeys where, like, or uh, you just volunteer and not even get anything. Exactly. I always tell young people that I've, 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 I've volunteered for a lot of organizations where I didn't even receive a cent. Yeah, so it's not just about the money. You have to look at the long picture, actually. Because I always say that sometimes you have to forego the money in the short term just so that you can gain the relevant experience that you need that's going to make you millions in the future. Yeah. So, So, yeah, they don't. Most of them, yeah, they want money and they're like, you know, they're driven by money. So, and and we live in a materialistic world. So, obviously, that also drives them. So, they just don't understand one thing, Susan. Yeah. No one will help, will will have you to work to exploit you just for free. They don't understand that. Of course, those people, even though they they did say that they won't pay you, you're just volunteering, it's an internship, it's a what? Don't worry. Yeah. Those people have sense. They're human beings. Yeah. Okay. So, they even lost that protect intense. So, so of course they will give you something. Yeah, that's true. So some people don't that's, see that. So they don't see that. Um. So moving on, I would like to talk about imposter syndrome. Um. A lot of us um experience imposter sy- syndrome, whereby we feel like we are in places where we don't belong or in certain positions that we don't belong i can speak for myself where when i i arrived in my new role uh in january 
because it was a new industry that I hadn't been involved in, I actually felt and experienced a bit of imposter syndrome. I felt like, oh my God, these people are going to find out I'm a fraud. Like, how did I even get here? Like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to like, I can't believe myself. You know, all those things. (laughs) So obviously like finding yourself um it's 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 one thing to apply and then to actually be accepted it's another thing to find yourself now being accepted and having to work there like didn't you feel intimidated didn't you feel experience a little bit of an imposter syndrome i also couldn't even tell anyone for about two or three days you know after a week that's when i started even telling some people hi yes i have not been uh, employed with the world bank sorry i can't uh maybe i work with the hr anymore i'll just be like uh I'll still be there though, but I won't be more hands-on, you know? Mm. It was rough. I just couldn't believe myself. I was like, really, is it me in the World Bank? Like, World Bank, you know? Yes. So then... like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and, and um, in the place, in the workplace though, did you like feel like you didn't belong there? Or... I did. I did. And how did you deal with that? The culture there was just too different. Yeah, it's anything it's, unlike you've it's, ever it's experienced new. before. It's everything new, and you're just like there, wondering. Like, I'll make an example. Like in the morning, we all have breakfast and we all talk, and it's just around table there. Yeah. You know, it's all colleagues. You can only imagine during mm. lunchtime you all sit there, and you're used to going out and maybe finding a rich, nearby fast food restaurant where you can have your mango. Yeah, maquin. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no food, my all that. Yeah, that's so true. So, you now have to like adjust. So, what, what was that like? <laughs> I had to. At first, if of course, I was like, no, I, uh, I would always have excuses for lunch. Maybe go to my brother somewhere who's yeah. working at uh, uh-huh. Roseland. I would also go somewhere like find a few friends that we can hang up with yeah. around lunchtime. You know, yeah. I'll spend that hour out, then come back. It was crazy. But then also, I want to find out then, what was your strategy of dealing with things like imposter syndrome? Like, because mm. I think for me, I, it's it's always been like, sometimes the imposter syndrome pushes me to work harder. Because sometimes if I, I feel like I don't belong in a certain place, I'm, I feel like I'm out to like, learn as much as i can and improve myself and my expertise it's, it's good yeah Whatever so good. i think yeah it yeah, can it push also, you it also applied to me because what i did realize that i've got to learn here mm. i'm here to learn you know mm. the one thing i told them even uh, during the interviews i told them i just, just want to learn yeah i'm here to learn learning I, I is important to, to acquire new skills yeah you know, and to put the already existing skills into practice. I do have some skills I've I, I've learned maybe from school, mm-hmm. but I haven't put them into practice. Yeah. But, but allow me, allow me, please. Yeah. You know, and when I when I was there, I was like, mm, you know what, I gotta adapt. Here. I have no choice. Mm. Like the work pressure was just too much. Mm. Mind you, that by the time I, I came there, uh, I remember uh, they were launching it. There was a project, what poverty assessment project thing. Yeah. So the assessment was like so busy, you know, for mm. that poverty thing. And I was like, what's going on? So everything, all the missions, I was there handling them myself. Then the following week, I was told that my ACST was going to South Africa for a certain training. So I've got to stay here and take care of all the missions. I was like, three, four missions alone. Yeah, I was and you were scared. I was new. Well, you're not overwhelmed, I, I though. I support all 
this project. Exactly. Yeah. How you did know? you? Yeah. Like, but then again, I, I had to adapt. I had to work. Madam, I was like, I didn't even have lunchtime because even lunchtime, phone go. We need the level. We need this and this. Okay, let me help you. Then again, it's something I did not know. I had to call mm. maybe for my friends to give me help or assistance or anything. Then it was really just like tiring. But yeah. hey, we got the end. And then, how do you work with um, the work-life balance? Because I think having worked in the NGO sector, mm. I realized that NGOs, you know, like there's a lot of work. It's never done. Yeah. Every time when you, so it it can be stressful at times. And I remember a time when I didn't have any time at all to see my friends. Every weekend, like, I'd be working and people would be like, how? See, B, Susie, like, when are you always working? What, what, what is, you, you know, like, I didn't have time for dating. I didn't have time for friends, outings and all that. Wait, you didn't date? Yeah, at the time, I, I, I literally didn't how, date. How did you survive that? But it's okay. It's it was, it was, right? yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, it was very tough. Honestly, like, it was very tough, but... All I know is, um, you know, like balancing how uh, it took me a while to actually break into a space where I'm like, I'm able to actually juggle work and my personal life and my also manage my mental and health and emotional well-being, you know, Mm. because at some point I used to like always go home with work and I didn't have any time for leisure. How do you manage or maintain a work-life balance if at all such a thing exists because mm. a lot of people also say that work-life balance is it's a myth it doesn't exist you know something always gives it's either the work is too much and then you sacrifice like your yeah yeah mm, that's a very uh, good question too because uh i had projects too that I was running from my side uh i also have um uh, small businesses that was taken care of mm-hmm. and uh having uh working at the world bank you'll find that uh times have changed i've got to be at work at eight then knock off at five sometimes and most of the time we didn't knock off at five mm. we're knocking out of eight mm. you know seven eight something mm. close to that mm. it was rough i mean there was mm. too much work mm. so i was getting used to it like mm. i would know oh my god five like, that was a bonus working out of at five. Oh my god mm. i love that so how did i uh Maybe work towards it. This is what happened, madam. I had to like, uh, let's say for example, in my business that uh, okay, I I am working with someone on my uh, on my personal business thing. So this guy, uh, he had to take care of most of the mm, things, mm. and I had to like pitch him on the weekends. Mm. Okay, mm. and uh, and the good thing about uh, the World Bank is that you don't work on the Saturdays mm. only when you're going to the fairs and all that. Yeah, but it's not in most cases. So you don't work on certain so it's fine. You can continue with your uh, with your personal things uh, on the weekends because mm-hmm. during the day is it's likely it's unlikely really that you find yourself uh, managing the work life balance. No, it's just not. Mm, it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's anyways, uh, in wrapping up, can you just like tell young people like ourselves? Um, the last words i think with regards to everything like wrapping up everything that we've talked about about um always like seizing the moment going after your dreams and all those like what would you what would be your last words or to the young people I'll just tell them that so to unleash the wild sides you know mm. susan unleash your wild side 
let the world see who you really are mm. you're hiding something that is very very uh this really maybe wanted inside of you mm. maybe there's a certain skill that is needed uh at let's say aweam or let's say uh european union let's say the world bank let's say unicefo you don't know mm. you know maybe master retorator wants your skill Mm. You see, mm. maybe DHL has seen some sort of chain management thing into you. Mm. So you say everyone should go for it. Go for it. Open, then, open up. And then also how uh, to I, I guess I guess because a lot of people are scared to go after all those because of rejection. Um, Do not worry about rejection. It is not going to affect you in anyhow. Mm. It's it's not going to build you. Mm. Yes, you got a rejection. It's fine. It's okay. Live okay, on. Okay. You know, pretend as if you did not even apply. Yeah. Even when you meet someone, you know who works there. Someone who you even told, I'm going to apply. Okay. Please make follow up yeah. on my behalf. Yeah. And then some that someone is like, I I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they still haven't said anything about it. Don't worry. Okay. It's okay. It's not gonna build you. Always uh. Have something uh, to care for or to worry, only if it's gonna build you. Mm. You know, mm. financially, uh, professionally, emotionally, all those. You know. Yeah. But if it's not going to build you, madam, just let it go. Let it go. It's not going to build you. Mm. Go for everything you like, Suzanne. Okay. Thank you. Um. So this uh, this podcast is called Living Audaciously. So living audaciously, being audacious actually is being brave, it's being fearless and going after everything that that's you want. Nice, that's, nice. that's how I started this podcast because I was like, you know, I'm going to let go of fear. I'm just going to step into the world and go after everything that I want. Hence why I love interacting with young people who are also doing the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Young change makers like yourself were like, I'm going to be daring. I'm going to apply for positions that aren't there <laughs> yeah. and everything, you know. That is crazy. Regardless, you know. yeah. So you know, you're going to throw yourself out there. So it's really been um great chatting with you. And before we wrap up, I just need to know like what's the most audacious thing you've ever done in your life? Like the most daring or brave thing? that scared you but you were like okay i'm still going to attempt it it's to ask the middle of the minister it's to what <laughs> to ask the middle of the minister oh <laughs> <laughs> wow okay that is very very daring honestly you know, like, like we have this a young association group of us uh, for the young people from the mm. center we wanted to meet with the minister of youth sports and what's yeah nutrition mm. and all that Yeah, because mm. we had a proposal to do it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it was challenging. The minister is not there. Yeah, uh, the secretary for the minister. So you we kept calling and calling until somebody <laughs> just have to give up. These people yeah. don't want. You know, yeah. we go there. The minister is not around. Ah, But at least you try. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that was like, yeah. oh man, that that's. You know? Yeah. Thank you for being with us. It's You're really welcome. been great chatting with you. Hopefully one day we'll have you back for a part two because I feel like there's so much to talk to you oh about. God, there is so much. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And I actually want to ask, ask the youth to get into politics. Uh, you know, we have yeah, a lot of youth into politics. We can change the whole yeah. uh, system in Lesotho. The, yeah, the whole of how everything runs in Lesotho. You yeah. can just change it because clearly it's not saving the young people. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. And politics are very powerful. Yeah. So hear that, young people. Be audacious and be daring to actually go into uh, political leadership. And with that, it, this was great. Living audaciously with TV. This is how we sign out. 
bye everyone until the next episode